live in. Speaking of which, you know how I got these scars? No. But I know how you got these. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Multiverse Fancast. I'm Ronnie, and with me, as always, is Paul. Paul, how you doing? I'm good, Ronnie. How are you today? I'm doing well, sir. And again, two weeks in a row, we have our third host, Woo! our unofficial third host, Woo! or whatever you want to call it, host, Rob. Hi, everybody. It's great to be back again. Awesome. Wait, nobody asked you, Rob. God, he keeps texting me. You like it. I don't like it. You told me last night you did. Well, you were sitting right next to me. I had to put on like a brave face. You didn't lose my number, did you? <laughs> I don't want to say what you're listed on my phone as, but... Rob? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. He doesn't get a fun name. Come on. All right. Well, this week we are back. We are going DC this week, and we're going to be talking about Joker this week. Um, we're going to be talking about all of the Jokers we have seen, all eight of them. There have been... Yeah, there's eight. Including probably, probably worth a Google. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about his history that no one knows about and everything. Um, so why don't we get started? We'll jump right into it. Um, I'd like to also just draw attention to the fact that I wore my Batman socks for this. <gasps> Traitor. Well, I mean, it's, it's like a Batman kind of theme. I mean, we were talking yeah, about Batman. Oh, yeah. I went DC. I could have worn my Avengers sweatshirt <laughs> if you really wanted to be a traitor. Oh my God, he would too. He would. I almost yeah. did. I can't, it's right. I can't wait to see his reaction when I tell him that Jared Leto's my favorite Joker. I will punch you in the face. We might lose subscribers. Mm, all four? He has been the... I, we'll, we'll save that. We'll we, save that. We, we, Although we all if know. you punch him in the face, we'll gain subscribers. Yes. <laughs> I think Timmy would disagree with you. You know, Hi, th- this is why we need to do a video one so they can see it, not oh. just hear it. Well, we're going to do a video one, hopefully, for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes. Especially because Jared Leto's in that. Hopefully, he's better than he was. Uh, okay, that's fair. Yes. Yeah, aged like a fine wine, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Like milk. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so why don't we jump right into it, talk, again, talking about Joker, you know, the clown prince of crime. So... Wh- Let's talk about first, Paul. You want to give us a little history on Joker? He's a where clown. he started, he's how he started. He's a clown. Clown prince. Yeah. Oh, Don't lose the royalty. <laughs> exactly. He's the only clown Ronnie actually likes. Tolerates. 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 Violet tolerates. <laughs> you don't like clowns. <laughs> I'm terrified of clowns. So the Joker was created by Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and Jerry Robinson, and he first appeared in Batman. That's just the title of the comic. Uh, on April 25th, 1940. So a lot of people, um, there's a little bit of discrepancy on who takes the credit for creating him. Uh, Most commonly, he is believed to be inspired by the actor Conrad Veidt in the movie The Man Who Laughs. Uh, Very iconic kind of looking. He kind of inspired the look behind the Joker. It's about a character whose face is stuck in a permanent smile. And it is... It is haunting. I'm looking at the picture right now. and 1928. Yeah, 1928 that movie came yeah. out. So there's also discrepancies saying that it was uh, from a Joker gaming card, like a, a playing card. That was the inspiration. So it's kind of up in the air when and how the Joker really came to be. But in his initial, uh, he was only supposed to be a one-off villain. He was uh, not supposed to be a lasting character. But uh, yeah, he is arguably... The most iconic villain of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll definitely address 
Some of the most iconic villains. You don't have any. Lex Luthor. Eh, you're just I, saying that because you're a Superman fan. Doctor, I think just he's Doctor Octopus. Most, yeah, but even just outside of comics and and DC and Marvel, like he he might be the most recognizable villain other than like Satan. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of him. Lucifer's a good guy in DC. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, in the TV show, in the TV yeah. show, he's a good guy. All right. Um. So why don't we get started? We'll, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about some of like the history of him being in. Uh, the movies and TV shows and everything like that. Um, so why don't we get started off with our first portrayal of Joker? It's you, Ronnie. Yeah, well, no, there's there were ones before. Oh, there were more. Oh, yeah. So sorry. Come on, you should know this by now. Do I? Come on. Should I, should I, I, I was this? born in '89. There were plenty before me. Uh, right. But you are no, maybe not plenty. Maybe like three. Oh God, is Jack Nicholson's <laughs> Joker older than you? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I need to lay down. You you had a, you had a couple. I remember older being in me. the movie theater for that. <laughs> I remember not being allowed to go to the movie theater for that. Yeah. No. There's quite a quite a few before. How I was old born. were you when you when that was out? Weren't you like three or four? Yeah, I wasn't allowed to go to the movies. Oh, okay. No, I think I was, <laughs> my see. statement still stands. I was in Solid. high school. <laughs> no, we don't need to talk about it. But anyway, the good old days. So we're the first Joker we're going to talk about. Um, this was actually my first Joker that I ever saw as, as a as a youth, mm. and, as a youth, uh, as a youth, um, <laughs> which I youth. <laughs> the two defendants, but anyway, um, <laughs> you guys got me all. You got us, I was doing really well, yeah. but um, arguably uh, one of the probably the first that a lot of people saw in live action. I want to say uh, portrayed by Cesar Romero on the Adam West Batman series of the sixties. Yeah. All West. Oh, <laughs> man. So, Cesar Romero, one of his defining trademarks was his mustache, mm. which mustache. he famously refused to shave. Yeah. And you could see it through the makeup. It was the funniest thing. I never noticed as a kid, but as an adult, you could see the mustache. I, I just <laughs> always thought it was part of the character. I didn't realize that. Like, I've just figured, oh, that's just... It's Who just he, that's just what the Joker does. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, it wasn't until years later that I realized and heard the story that he refused to shave it. Yeah. That makes sense. But he he was fantastic. Like this was this was during the times of the Comic Code Authority and when the Joker was kind of brought back as less of a psychopathic villain like we know him today, but more of a a goofy prankster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Comic Code Authority was a, a very big movement where comic books apparently corrupted the youth. Now they're a multi-trillion dollar industry. Kind of weird how time flies like that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Next I'm going to say video games caught... I'm not going to touch that one, actually. I'm no. going to stop. I'm no. stop right there. <laughs> we already, we, beforehand, we talked about maybe staying away from video games because that would be a whole nother podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah just his betrayal and everything. But um, this Joker was more... I'm going to do the exploding, like, whoopee cushions and the jack-in-the-boxes. Like, yeah. very, very the gimmicky. the giant bomb. Very jokey. Oh, God. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> but it was it was a product of this this version of Batman. This version of Batman was the camp. Yeah. It is the campiest thing you'll ever see. I mean, it was, what, the 60s? And mm-hmm. you didn't, like, have any violence. You weren't really allowed to put violence 
out in the public on TV no. and different things I mean, like we, that. So it wasn't too long before that that you know we couldn't show men, wives, and their husbands in the same bed on yep. television. So yeah. it makes sense that violence was also toned down significantly. Yeah. I mean, you had your pow, your wham. Oh, you d- you didn't best. see anything. You just saw the pow and the wham. So it's good good censoring material. Yeah, right. <laughs> some some of his more famous things in here were sneezing <laughs> sneezing powder, squirting flowers, non lethal joy buzzers. Which, aren't the flowers supposed to have poison in them? In most in- interpretations, uh, either a poison or an acid. Yeah. So um, he did try and kill Batman and Robin, but he was not homicidal in this. Like he was never trying to kill people in no. this. In the, he was just like, trying to cause chaos. In one, an episode uh, called "Batman Sets the Pace," he made sure his henchmen safely pumped poisonous gas out of a death trap to make sure civilians would not get killed by the gas. Ah, so he was a good guy. So again, it, it was a product <laughs> of its times, though. Yeah, you know, they didn't want to show the and plus <laughs> that was terrifying. Great, it's a great laugh. He though. does have a good laugh. Yeah, that's your Caesar Romero laugh. That's his Caesar Romero laugh. But um. I uh I I have very fond memories of this, but this was also the time where it was like the fat fit kind of guys. Like Adam West wasn't jacked. Yeah, and they like their fight scenes were so funny. I loved uh, the surfing scene, the two of them surfing against each other. Yeah, yeah, on the, yep. the green screen and the <laughs> and the boards. Whoa! Oh, oh. Uh, the days of shark repellent. Oh god, the shark that repellent pet spray. One of the best callbacks in the Lego Batman movie. Yes. So, uh, any other thoughts on Caesar Romero? Anything yeah, else? He was a good. I, I think he he established the the look to, for years to come. You know, yeah. I, I, it was the first time we saw a, a physical iteration of. Uh, something we'd only seen, seen in print. So, you know, he, he laid a lot of groundwork mm-hmm. for future jokers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have one question. Whose mustache is worse? Easy. Superman's? <laughs> Superman didn't have a mustache, technically. Oh. I'm just saying. It was rough. It still, it still hurts. It's still very painful. It had to be said. I really <laughs> hope in this new Justice League... I'm that, waiting for the Snyder cut of the Superman mustache, yes. Yeah. God. It's going to start talking. <laughs> why did you do that name? <laughs> Just going to whisper Martha to people so they stop fighting. Why did you, why did you hold that razor? Yeah. yeah. How does Superman shave? They did a whole... Uh, when Man of Steel was coming out, they did a whole... Yeah. like. Uh, campaign with uh, I, I think it was Gillette. That. I think it was, and like yeah. everybody, like, I think Kevin Smith jumped in, yeah. um, Mayim Bialik jumped in. Like, just how does Superman shave? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Ronnie, any thoughts on how Superman shaves? Um, uh, we're going way off book here. Yeah, he brought he opened the mustache door. I did. You know what? I feel like he just looks in a mirror, uses like the heat vision, burns it off, like laser, like reflects Not it. Kryptonite yeah. blades. Not kryptonite blades. No. I think just any sort of. Or maybe a Batarang. Yeah, no, right. (laughs) On a a side note with that, I don't know if you've seen the new uh, Superman and Lois trailers. I'm so excited. He is very grizzled. He's got like, you know, five five o'clock shadow deeply on there. Yeah, we're going to be doing, uh, right before Justice League comes out, I know Ronnie, you and I talked about this last night off air. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were talking about doing a a Man of Steel revisit when Mm. Superman and Lois comes out because it major, major Man of Steel vibe. It looks dark. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I'm actually oddly okay with. I want to see a Superman that's, you know, 10 years in, like he's been doing it for a long time. I'm, I'm fine with like a Kingdom Come style Superman where he's a little bit more, not, not, not like, what's a, what's a good word? Not hopeless. Yeah. But at the same time, like he's just, he's, he's lived a long life being yeah. Superman. It's not easy being Superman, especially with two teenage kids now. Yeah. 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 Stupid crisis on Infinite Earth. So Joker. Yeah, Joker. Yeah, back to Joker, right? <laughs> Weren't we talking about that? So the next iteration of Joker that we're going to talk about, um, 
arguably for 90s kids and 90, even 90s adults, the, one of the most iconic and best portrayals of the Joker. Like, when you ask people top five performances of Joker, he's usually one or two. Like, it, it's crazy to say. But this is Mark Hamill, mm. Luke Skywalker himself, yeah. in the Batman animated series. Yes. Now, Rob, I'm sure you watched the Batman animated series. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I've never really been much into a lot of the DC cartoons, and that's my own fault. It's not. I don't knock anyone who does watch them because they are definitely quality. Um, and I do. I am familiar with Mark Hamill's uh, Joker. Um, I've, I've seen a couple things with it. Um, something even recent too. Uh, what was his last one that he did as it? At Mark Hamill? Yeah. Uh, he did, uh, I think it was the video games. Maybe. Uh, I can't even I do it. No, I can't even do it. My wife tells me don't do voices. Yeah, don't do voices. <laughs> so, arguably, Mark Hamill has betrayed the Joker the longest. Yeah. Yes. So, he's been in Batman the Animated Series, which also introduced Harley Quinn. He was in Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which was a spinoff film. I remember seeing that in theaters. I was about like oh, yeah. seven or eight. I remember seeing that. Um, he returned in the follow-up series, The New Batman Adventures. He also cameoed in Superman, the animated series, Justice League, and let's see. He was in Static Shock. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Um, let's see. I think he was in something, some sort of space movie or something, wasn't he? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, which, oh, that's, that's a great movie. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good movie. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty And then, obviously, the video games and a couple yeah. of other animated yeah. stuff, but... Uh, Ronnie, any thoughts on Mark Hamill's Joker? Um, I mean, again, like you said, he's one of the best to do it. I just would have liked to see live action. Well, it's funny you say that because in Birds of Prey... Yeah. I don't know. Rob, do you remember Birds of Prey? I, I remember watched. I remember that I watched it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, funny because... Uh, Mark Hamill provides uh, the voice of the Joker in that. Yeah. They kind of show like... Uh, oh, really? Well, because it, it starts off with Barbara Gordon getting paralyzed and they like show it in flashbacks. Yeah. And it's a it's the Joker who does it, but he's kind of out of focus off camera a little bit. Yeah. Like you can tell it's the Joker, you know who it is. You can see parts of like his face, but um, Mark Hamill does the voice because yeah. it's all audio. Yeah, he is actually... I think he doesn't get enough credit as a voice actor. He's done so many oh, things. Because, yeah. you know, everyone always knows him as, as obviously Luke Skywalker, but... There, he's done like I, I know. I discovered the last thing I saw him in was the Killing Joke because I remember he hadn't done the voice uh, for a while, and then yeah. he was worried that he was going to blow out his voice. But he ended up doing the Killing Joke anyway. But he does some great voice work, uh, you know, just in tons of, of other non DC stuff. But I think also like, and you probably agree with me that if you really want to see just how animated he can be, not only vocally but also as an individual, his trickster character on the Flash. Oh yes, his, yeah. that was great. Which one? Oh right, because he does it more than he once did it in. Yeah. He did it in uh, the '90s Flash. Yeah, he reprised the role as the first trickster, like Trickster One, and they show stock. They show like footage in the Flash, and then on Earth Three, which is Jay Garrick's Earth, mm-hmm. he is you know the trickster still. It was great when yeah. they, when they show. He's a really good. He he really knows how to chew a scene, which is really cool. Because as Luke, you don't see that really. I mean, you do sort of see it when he's older, Luke and. Sort of the last Jedi. No, the Mandalorian's yeah. wiping all that continuity out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't get enough credit as as a, a, just a really great character actor. Oh, he is so fantastic! Like you, you would not reckon you don't recognize no. his voice. It's so great seeing him um, behind the scenes stuff, like actually doing the animation and doing the voice and like mm-hmm. all that. It's really cool watching him. Um, it is a shame that in Crisis they got Kevin Conroy, but not him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To have them in a scene together would have been. 
fantastic. Yeah. Oh god, that would have been really good. But um, yeah, Mark Hamill. Like, yeah. uh, my favorite portrayal of him is actually in Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. In that, uh, Tim Drake is actually the Joker. The Joker. Um, and the Joker had kidnapped him in the past and tortured him and drove him insane and then put a microchip with his DNA. Yeah. Like in his neck. Really just a great movie. And they actually show his death in it. Hmm. But uh, it had to be edited uh, after Columbine, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it's, oh, it's, wow. it is yeah. dark. It is a, it's a great movie, though. Like probably yeah. one of my favorite Batman or favorite DC properties. Like Batman Beyond yeah. does not get the credit it deserves. I really wish that they had. And uh, this this is where I, I can actually give DC more credit than Marvel. I think their animated um, always department on point. Is, is yeah yeah really much better than Marvel. Where Marvel is kind of milk toast, very like middle of the road kind of stuff. Whereas DC yeah. really like it's cool that DC does a lot of the R rated animated stuff. Yes. Yeah, I just watched uh, Justice League Apocalypse War. Mm. It's really good. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it's like their end game. Because basically, they decided after they did Flashpoint to actually follow the comics and do kind of their new 52-esque universe. And you know what the thing I like about it? It's funny because it works in their animated, but it doesn't work in their live action. They assume you know. They, they don't hold your hand and like, oh, this is Hal Jordan. Yeah. Man, he disappeared. Oh, he's the Green Lantern. No, here's Green Lantern. Here's Batman. And it's like, you don't need to know. We know their stories. Yeah, Marvel tends yeah. to be more mainstream, whereas DC tends to be for the real hardcore geeks and nerds. Yeah. yeah. But uh, even Marvel's getting a little cool. bit better with it, with uh, like especially with Uncle Ben in Spider-Man. We don't need to see Uncle Ben's death again. <laughs> yeah, thank God they just skipped <laughs> oh, over that. He was I, already I, gone. But I do want some mention of him. Like, it's... It, He's an important character. I just would have liked to have seen him considering that Aunt May is so young. Uncle Ben must have been kind of hunky. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's Mark Hamill. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as far as animation goes, like, because you know what the thing about their animation is? It's one big story for the most part. Like, there's the Bruce Tim verse, which is, you know, this universe with Mark Hamill as the Joker, Kevin Conroy. Even though Kevin Conroy is another one who does voices all the time in different yeah. properties. But then they did this new 52. I kind of think, I think they stayed away from the Joker in the newer stuff. Yeah. Well, because he's, I think they don't, because he's, there's only so many times you can use him before you start to overuse him. Like he's, he's one of the most reliable characters, yeah. you know, like Batman also. But if you, you can also, you know, completely lose the public's trust in, in your property if you just overuse it every yeah. single time. You, you, yeah, exactly. You don't want to use something way too much that he, he's not, like the main character, yeah, you like know, it's, it's Batman. You don't need Batman and Joker all the time because Batman has so many other villains and foes that, yeah, nowhere near Joker level, but they're still some of the most iconic villains as well. Yeah, like like I, I thought own. that's what was cool about Gotham was that it wasn't Batman yes. centered. It was it was all about just the the on the ground police work, which yes. is kind of neat. It still would have been better if Batman was an actual character on the show. He was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. I don't need to see young Bruce Wayne. All Did right. they make a young Bruce Wayne show? Sorry, I'll say it. It was. So, Joker. Well, it wasn't called Batman. It was called Gotham. It was about Gotham, not Batman. Well, I'm curious because they have the new Batman show that's coming out Yeah. Uh, to go with the patented Batman on HBO Max, and it is mm -hmm. going to be around Gotham PD with, yeah. with Batman. Yeah. It's almost... I would watch that movie. See, that's what Suicide Squad should have been, and we're going to talk about Suicide Squad and kind of the missed opportunity. It should have been them going after the Joker. And yeah. In Arkham, and Batman should have been a supporting character. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's such a wasted opportunity. Yeah, because some of the, some of the best stuff in Suicide Squad is the beginning, where you see Batman capturing them and like yeah. the backstories. Like mm -hmm. I'd watch all those movies first. <laughs> those are all great things. Yeah, but um, 
let's move on to, um, what, in my opinion, the scariest or one of the scariest Jokers. This, this Joker scared me as a kid. Like, still, yeah. even even to this day, just maybe maybe it's the the actor too, because he's a scary guy too. I'm not really too. Probably one of the best duos we've had, also as Batman and Joker. I can I can get behind that. Um, also, the first time we really got a, a backstory. We're yeah. talking about Jack Nicholson. We are talking yep. about All Jack right. Nicholson from uh, Batman. 19... <laughs> <laughs> you do realize that I could just... <laughs> I could just play it. <laughs> but that's better because it catches you off guard. I, I see it yeah, coming. So I see it coming. Jump a little bit. Yep. <laughs> but I don't think it's even going to translate onto the microphones. It will. Yeah, All right, we're oh, going to yeah. find out. If not, they'll under. You'll hear. They'll understand. Yeah, you'll get it, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> you get it. You but get yeah, it. As as someone who was around when this movie came out, I, I, I was. I would somehow. <laughs> You're a psychote. <laughs> <laughs> I I was in high school, and it it really was one of the very first. I mean, I know you're going to argue, well, Superman. Well, but this was the first time we'd really seen Batman translate to the big screen. Traditional and, Batman. Yeah, traditional Batman. Real, real Batman. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it really blew us all away because it was, don't forget, it was Tim Burton that was behind this. Um, it, was a, it was the first time that they brought like a lot of real, you know, Academy Award and, and creative individuals to a, yep. a superhero property. So Tim Burton, you know, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Kid and Basinger, you know, it was really something to see this on the screen. And I can remember going multiple times to see it when it was in the theaters because, and, and dragging people with me to come and see it because I'm like you just have to see this yeah and because at that time also you know don't forget humble humble listeners you know <laughs> superheroes were not a, really a thing in pop culture at the time it was no. something that was only you know done by you know the, the hardcore geeks in you know their mom's basements and stuff <laughs> like that and now you know there's us which are some of us still living in basements but whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this this Joker did a couple of things that that have actually still stuck with uh, the common uh, the name Jack Napier mm. has been yep. used a lot in uh, in terms of the Joker and you know where he's been. Uh, we also have the Arrowverse. This is continuity in in the Arrowverse. It's Earth eighty eight. You see uh, uh, Knox. He's reading a newspaper that says Batman captures the Joker. Oh, that's right. Knox yeah. was in Knox the- was in it and. Um, so originally that newspaper was supposed to be a picture of Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer and it was supposed to be uh, Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle to marry and that got leaked so I think they either changed it or they just couldn't mm. get the uh, couldn't get the money for it yeah but um, yeah so he's technically canon um, even though he dies at the end of the of Batman right he falls off the building yeah so but, spoiler sorry oh yeah sorry <laughs> right in uh, the Batman in the Batwoman episode I'll be judge I'll be jury they have a television report that says Jack Napier is the real name of the Joker. Mm. So it's kind of stuff that, that stuck with him. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had uh, the iconic shot of his hand coming out of the the, uh, the water, which is from the killing joke, um, or the him falling into the vat of chemicals. So a lot of the stuff that happens in this film is pretty much on point for where the comics were at the time. So a little backstory on Jack Napier, because he has his own page on Wikipedia. Who knew? Like, <laughs> you did. I did, yes. I, I figured that out. So... He's actually in this continuity. He's the one that kills the Waynes with Joe Chill. Joe Chill's the uh, Joe Chill. Well, Joe Joe Chill is arguably one. He's yeah. one of the most important characters in DC. He created Batman. Yeah, I just laugh at the name though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't play around. Yeah. Jack Napier. <laughs> so he was the one that actually killed the Waynes. Right. Yeah. And Joe Chill was just trying to rob them. So he and he utters the iconic line. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? 
<laughs> I just no. asked that of all my friends. Just like the sound <laughs> of it. Just like the sound of it. Favorite thing to say. But um, they all run, and he tells Bruce Wayne, you know, see you around, kid. So he moves up through the Gotham City Mafia, and he becomes the right-hand man of uh, Carl Grissom. He's like the big, the big mob guy. And only Jack Nicholson could pull off a purple suit normally. Yeah. Like, he wears <laughs> just a purple suit. Um, they go to Ace Chemicals to... Uh, what, are they, what were they going there for? Was it just a robbery? I, I get my comic mixed up with yeah. this now. I forget why they went. Uh, destroying incriminating documents. Okay. And, but it's, uh, it's Grissom is setting them up. Yeah. So they get... Uh, the police show up, and Batman shows up. And in the course of... I never noticed as a kid... But when Napier shoots him and he deflects it, it goes through both of his cheeks, and that's why his mouth is all messed up. Wait, in, in this Batman? Yeah. Because yeah. I always wondered why he had that smile. Okay. So yeah. you could see it when he's when Batman's holding him, his face is all mangled at okay. that point. And then he falls into the... Uh, the Chemicals. Chemicals, thank you. And comes out, uh, he tries to go to a plastic surgeon to fix him, and he just makes it not better. <laughs> and... He gets stuck with the like iconic look, the white paints. Like they they yeah. went all out for uh, for a comic book character, and he's perfect. Like he's just so good in this. Yeah. Is this one of the first times too that they suggest that he has that smile as a result of botched facial surgery? Yeah. Because obviously Cesar Romero do- didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. He just had uh, the paint. So yeah. sometimes yeah. the Joker is an interesting character because sometimes it's it's just a painted on smile, like in Cesar Romero or Joaquin Phoenix. Other times it's like a permanent thing, mm-hmm. like uh, scars, yeah. like Heath Ledger or like this. Sometimes Jared Leto just uses uh, tattoo on his hand. Oh, God. Do you know why he had a grill in that? I don't want to. Because he's, he's the pimp joker. Oh, yeah, he's the pimp Ju- joker. Juggalo joker. <laughs> well, apparently it's because Batman beat him nearly to death after yes. he killed Robin. Yeah. Like slammed, that, that's the actual story like to it. stomped yeah. him or something. Yeah, like, and lost, he lost all of his teeth. Um, I, I, I would be okay with that. I really wish that they had done like a Batman under the Red Hood with uh yeah with all this it would have been really good with uh, Ben Affleck it would have been a lot of fun but he now try- he takes over the mob and he falls in love with Vicky Vale cuz it's a small it's a small city like <laughs> there's only seven people with Bob he's got his his buddy Bob apparently they added Bob into the comic continuity like he does really? have a sidekick named Bob in the comics sometimes That's funny but um he falls in love with Vicky Vale that you have that great interaction with him and Bruce Wayne. You know, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> and, you know, the, the movie plays out. Jack, he realizes who Jack Napier really is. Um, what was his plan to uh, put the... Uh, I see you, Rob. I see, I see <laughs> He's not doing, doing anything. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> but uh, his plan was to combine different chemicals to make people get the, uh, the smiles. Smile. Yeah. Keep busting. That's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there's a lot of Prince in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a great soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it is Prince, a great soundtrack. Danny Elfman, Bad come on. Yeah. So his big <laughs> plan is he's going to give out twenty million dollars to the people of Gotham. And nobody, there's not a single cop there. Nobody stops him. Oh, love it. You can't cops make it don't up. exist in there. No, they only it's exist only when Batman. they're trying to catch Batman. Yep. You ever notice that in all yeah. these, in any iteration of Batman, the police when they're trying to catch like a regular criminal, useless. When they're trying to catch Batman, they're like, we need tanks, we need artillery, yeah. we need the National Guard. Well, that's because that's what he has. Because he's Batman. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. He's got his military-grade <laughs> weapons. Yeah. So Joker's he, got a eight-foot gun. Oh, my God. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. so funny. When he, when he t- this is also, this is a Batman that kills. 
Like, yeah. Michael Keaton's Batman has a has quite the body count. Does he? What is he? Who does he kill? Besides the Joker? Well, and even then, he slips into the vat. He, I don't think he means to. No, not. at the end, he kills the Joker. Ties him onto the gargoyle, which then falls, pulls him down. Yeah, but that's that's more of an incidental, accidental. He also drops a bomb in Ace Chemicals with all those henchmen in it. All right. He Bat- also uses guns. You know what? That's true. All right. Every, every superhero kills. We just don't see it as much as we see it with Batman. I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save and you. And there's Ben Affleck's Batman, who's like a serial killer. Yeah. They're bad guys. They're, he kills like 50 of them. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a video called the Batman I've Kill Count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, that's really Every funny. Count. But then it does the uh, the nightmare scene from Batman vs. Superman, and it's like adds them all. Oh, yeah. And yeah. wakes up, and they take it all away. <laughs> but yes, Batman kills. Let's just get it over with. Batman kills. That might be a good podcast for the future of philosophy of Batman. Oh, God. When I, you already got Kevin Smith's kind of cut the mark. I got, I got lots to say on this. Fat, fat Man. On, we'll do, we can do a Batman episode. I would, I'd love to do it. This is our first character yeah. profile. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, with because at first we were doing a lot of the episodes of like Arrow and stuff like that. I know I'm not up to date on Batwoman. No. I mean, there's only been one, but... No, episode season one. Yeah, I didn't even oh, finish it. I think I, 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 I did. Like one yeah, I, I, I've been caught up. I'll uh, catch you up. I got to catch up on Supergirl. Black uh, Black I, Lightning, I only watched the first season. I tapped out on a lot of the CW you stuff. Know, Black Lightning got a lot better know, as heard, it went on. Yeah. And then Flash, I'm up to date on. Nope. Um, I'm going to watch Superman and Lois when that airs. Because, mm-hmm. yes, I'm a big Superman fan. Leave me alone, everyone. You are? Mm, let me just hold on to my Superman shaker that I brought downstairs. <laughs> but, yes, I'm a very big Superman fan. But, um, so Joker tries to release all this poison out onto the parade. Batman stops him. You get the great shot of the Batwing going in front of the moon. Yeah. Um, and then he chases him up a church belfry. And yeah, Joker dies. Yeah. 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 There's, there's some good camp in there too. Like I oh, have yeah. to say it was one of the very first, um, superhero movies that balanced the camp of the comics and the, the seriousness of the, of film and it, it struck a well and Joe, you know, Jack Nicholson's Joker. And I don't know if you remember this too. Like when we heard about and I'm not jumping ahead, when we heard about Heath Ledger doing the Joker, we were like, No, Jack no. Nicholson is the iconic Joker. Yep. No yeah. one can change it. Yes. And so for there he had a good almost twenty year run as the iconic Joker. Yeah. Oh yeah, obviously. Um without a doubt. He was supposed to come back too. Um he was supposed to be in the fifth film of the series, Batman Unchained. He was intended to return as the character via hallucinations from Scarecrow's fear toxin. So, wait, you're talking about the series that he was in with the Tim Burton, Joel Schumacher series? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So after Batman and Robin, there was supposed to be one called Batman Unchained. Okay. And they wanted to get him back for it and also introduce Harley Quinn, but make him make her the character's daughter rather than girlfriend. Mm. I, uh, I think Batman and Robin just like destroyed the franchise. I remember when that no. came out. Improved <laughs> <laughs> it. I still see. Come on, you. that was such a cool movie. Chill. <laughs> I'll be upstairs. Um, <laughs> and, I, and, and that was one of the very first Batman movies to also to not break a hundred million. I believe it came in at like ninety nine million. It was yeah. just shy. I so got ninety nine problems. It did not do well. Yeah. Well, then let's talk about one that did do exceptionally well. Oh, good segue. Thank you. Or three. Uh, not this one. <laughs> so, oh, this this one's great. We have 2008 Heath Ledger, mm. The Dark Knight. What is there to say? Best ever. Wish he, there was more. He's one of the most tragic yeah. stories too, because as you all know, you know he died before the film came out. Yep. Um, 
um, and won a, a, a posthumous yeah. Oscar as a, you know, for his portrayal. I think he would have won it anyway because oh, um, yeah. he was I really don't think that so. great. You don't think so? I don't think so. I th Co comic book movies in the Academy have been notoriously snubbed. Oh, agreed. To but get to to even be, I think maybe a nomination because when so when they first I'm announced just ahead the, of the curve. When they first announced it, it was it was controversial. Fans were not happy. No, we were not. Same with Michael Keaton, mm -hmm. um, and then arguably same with Ben Affleck. And I know that's a mixed room right now. You too. Yeah, you'd be surprised. It's not as much mixed as you might think. So <laughs> when they announced Heath Ledger, even I, you know, I was like the guy from Ten Things I Hate About You. I know. Yeah. What's he gonna do? Knight's Tale, Heath Ledger. Knight's Tale. <laughs> so here, here's what sold me on this. You know, obviously we got. The, the Dark Knight trilogy was famous for not revealing a lot in its trailers and stuff like that. I forget what movie we went to go see. It might have been I Am Legends, where we saw it in IMAX, and they showed the opening bank scene as like as like a trailer. Yeah, Christopher Nolan's notorious for showmanship like that. Yeah. So we watched the full opening scene from the window busting out all the way to the buses pulling out. Wow. And, oh, God. I, I still get chill. That is one of Stranger. the greatest... Yeah. yeah, what's where it ends with that? <laughs> yeah, that is just he is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I like how one of the best things about him is you don't know anything about him. There and there are some great fan theories online. You know, great. Um, you know that he was a war veteran and like that's how he knows about armory stuff and how to do a color guard and all that. So, but he he goes through three different stories. First, it's you know his right. dad did it to him, then yeah, he did it to himself, and then he never gets to tell Batman how he got those scars. Where do I got these? It's it's, and I would argue that that was always the best Jokers were the ones where you didn't have the backstory that there was yeah. something mysterious because that's what made them seem so unhinged because they didn't play a traditional role of oh well he had this happen to him when he was younger so of course he's going to be like this that you just that's and and that's why you know Christopher Nolan and as Michael Caine says you know some people just want to watch the world burn he's an agent of chaos truly in this. And so when they do give a backstory to it, I just am never that much invested in the character because there's sort of a simple, you know, it's sort of like telling you, uh, you know, Hannibal Lecter's backstory. He was more frightening when we didn't know. Um, so yeah. for Joker, to, I, I don't want to know a lot of the background stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk about that towards the end. Yeah. But, um, and this Joker's smart and he's devious and he's, the, the thing about him, and he says, he's, you know, I'm a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I actually caught it. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that, the Joker is just a pure balancing act to Batman. It is the universe trying to correct itself. Yeah. When you and you know they say it at the end of Batman Begins, escalation. You know, we wear armor play. You know, we wear armor. They buy armor piercing rounds, and you know it gets worse and worse. You're doing this, so what comes next? Yeah. The Joker is the counterpoint to Batman. Yes. Um. They're yin and yang. They're yin and yang. But I I also do like when these characters aren't created as a direct result of the hero. Because yes. then you yeah, can yeah. argue, is the, is the hero at fault? Is it right. because of the hero? I like I sometimes prefer, like Lex Luthor was a bad guy before Superman got there. Yeah. You know, it's Dr. Octopus wasn't a supervillain as a result of anything that Spider-Man did. But the Joker, in most iterations, he is a direct result of Batman's actions. Batman creates the Joker, yeah. Yeah. typically. Um, until you get it's more of a society created him yeah yes. but obviously he was also I think they mentioned that he was around before Batman because he says it in the interrogation scene probably my favorite Batman and Joker scene of all time mm -hmm. 
he says it. He's like, you know, what would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers. Yeah. So I think that he put on that clown makeup when Batman flew around Gotham City for the first time. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, you he, never know. He came up with his own uh, costume, basically. He made it all. Everything it, he has, yeah. he's made. But, Lint and knives. Yeah. No tags on his clothes. <laughs> I just want to point this out because you said I don't think he would have won the best supporting actor. Here's who he was up against. Okay, hit it. Josh Brolin in Milk. We all remember that one, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Shannon in Revolutionary Road, which was a great performance yeah, but yeah. does not stand up yeah. as much as Heath Ledger. Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder. I would have actually preferred that. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. <laughs> Which, you know... I, mm-hmm. He's in blackface for the whole movie. Yeah. What do you mean, I mean, you yes, people? It's, it's for comic effect, yes. and I understand that. What do you mean, you people? And then Philips, <laughs> and then Philip Seymour Hoffman for Doubt. All great performances. All yes. great. See, actors, I don't even think he would have gotten nominated. No, no, nonsense. We were all talking about it the moment that trailer dropped, and I th- and he was still alive. I think when the trailer dropped. See, I, I think the thing with it is because we're so used to comic book movies getting no love from the Academy Awards or anything like that. I think it was more we were surprised he got it, but once he got the nomination it was like, yes, yeah. he's winning it. I mean, he's he is one of the only ones I think that is truly terrifying to look at, to see. Yes. Like I know, you know, my my son who's 12 now, he is still he won't see that movie because it's too terrifying to look at the Joker. He doesn't even like to see images of that Joker. He's so frightening. Like the pencil trick? Oh, God. <laughs> but see, ta-da! You, you yeah. say that, though, oh. but like 2008, you also had Robert Downey Jr. doing Iron Man. I could argue Iron Man was... No, I can't. But he wasn't <laughs> supporting. He wasn't supporting. <laughs> but again, you, you get these movies where it, it's really... Hard. The, the Academy Awards are exceptionally dated. They are, they are not mm. in touch with current with the current ideas and current trends. Just because you're a multi-billion dollar movie franchise does not mean the Academy cares. Yeah. Right. And you can tell the difference between a movie that's trying to go for an Academy Award and your blockbusters. Yeah. Right. But it, I, I have to say, it was also one of those movies that transcended so many um, not genres and age groups. I, like, I can remember my mother want, going to see The Dark Knight, you know, because yeah. it was uh, up for Academy Awards. And, and he, she, she, she liked it, but she was confused. She had trouble keeping track of everyone because it's, it's more, it's not so much a superhero movie as it is like, you know, a Martin Scorsese or, or like, yeah. it's like the movie Heat with Pacino and De Niro. Yes. It, it's, it's more akin to that um, than it is, you know, Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, it's, so. it's not your typical... No, like it's, comic it's a, book movie because comic book movies like this is how it starts and they all like start and yeah. end and the middle's all pretty much the same this was like you had to actually pay attention it's, to know what was going on it's a sprawling crime drama with a serial killer sprinkled in yeah it's fantastic yeah it's, it's definitely it was a different type of movie and they they, they benefited from the realism of it the realistic aspect because I always say that I like Christian Bale's Batman but he is not the definitive Batman for me. No, no. Um, he would not survive in a world with Superman. Like I hate to say it, like the, Christian Bale's Batman left a, left for me a little bit to be desired. Of course. Yeah. Um, I he, still think he's one of the best to do it though. <laughs> it's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you, he had so many nuances, though, Heath Ledger. He had, like, he, licking his lip, and yep. the, the makeup was constantly no. grungy and dirty. And 
which I, I liked. I think that added to the character. I, I and I wonder too, you know, because I see you bringing up Jared Leto now. I wonder too <laughs> how much Heath Ledger kind of created these shoes that could never be filled because he was one of the very first method actors to take on the Joker. You know, yes. there are stories of of. Heath Ledger being locked, locking himself in a hotel room for four weeks with a dialect coach yep. and not coming out until he got it right. And, and Jared Leto, you know, went very method too with this, with, you know, being a character all the time. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's was his, probably his big mistake too. Well, all right. So Jared Leto, I think is, was he our next one? Yeah. Jared, Jared Leto's our next one. And you know, we can compare and contrast the two because the Joker in comics is a constantly changing force. There have been many different interpretations of Joker. Um, recently, they had um, a series in the comics called uh, Three Jokers. Because, mild spoilers, I'm not going to spoil the actual story, but um, Batman found out not too long ago that the Joker wasn't just one person. He was three separate Jokers, mm-hmm. um, all operating at different times. There was uh, the clown, the... Gangster, and then there was one other I forget. The crappy one, and that's Jared Leto. Easy, <laughs> but the Juggalo. We had a lot of different. Um, we've had different interpretations of the Joker, and I I am open to different interpretations of the mm-hmm. Joker. I'm not a Joker purist like some people. Um, he's a character that changes and evolves. He's he's a critique on humanity, if anything. You know, wherever we are at, in uh, the current landscape is a great time to have the Joker mock it, basically. Yeah. So. Heath Ledger's was the anarchist. That that was the other one, the anarchist. He was the anarchist Joker. He was, I'm just here to create chaos. I'm not here He's to. An agent I, of chaos. I don't have a plan per se. I just I'm just here to stir the pot and prove that humans, all it takes is one bad day. Yeah. That's yeah. all it takes. One bad day to become, just like me. Um, he's the unstoppable force, meeting the immovable, immovable object. Line. So, fast and, forward. The DC extended universe is just getting started. We've had, I believe, just Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. Those are the only two that, yeah. that were out at the time. So Suicide Squad's rolling around in 2016. 2016, which just to put a finer point on it, Dark Knight was 2008. So we are now eight years after Heath Ledger's Joker and coming into Jared Leto's. And and I think the 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 iconicness of Heath Ledger is still in every in the forefront of yes. everyone's mind. Yeah. So, so already we're going in with. These are some pretty big shoes yeah, yeah. to fill. So Jared Leto was cast. I had not been too familiar with Jared Leto's acting. I know he's he was an Academy Award winning actor. Mm, Dal- yeah. uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, yes. and he was fantastic. Oh yeah, he's, yeah. he's everything he's ever done has always been really top notch. He's a yeah. great actor. So this version great of musician the Joker, too. yeah, he's, 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 is he any good? I've never listened. Yeah, to Yeah, just thirty get seconds to Mars. I, oh, I was trying to tell him uh, get it thirty seconds. Oh. He just, just jumped like on me. Those <laughs> Actor musicians, yeah. Now that I guess if you can do it, you really can do good it. at both. Yeah. So they wanted to create a more, more mobster kind of pimpish Joker. Oh man, this is rough because there's some there's some good ideas, but the execution is way way. Yeah, rough. I think they trusted him too much with this, and I think if they had given him some direction, perhaps we wouldn't have. I was gonna say, I feel like he went off script yeah and it. this movie needed a better story to begin with yes so as i said a little while ago this movie would have been much better if he was the bad guy if they were trying to catch the joker or if mm-hmm. the joker had something that they needed 
I still say they should have done an assault on Arkham type story. Well, yeah. Be, yeah. It makes me wonder what if there was any, like if Suicide Squad is based in any comics at all, like in terms of storyline. Uh, I don't like I, I will say this and I'm going to make this pitch now. I'm, I'm in the middle of reading this right now. Uh, it's called it's Gotham Central. Um, it's by uh, Ed Brubaker and Greg Rucka. And in here, this is from like 2003, 2004. So we're before the Dark Knight. Yeah. And there is like a huge scene in here where Joker willingly gets arrested and then is in the interrogation room and they put him through everything. And Batman shows up and put it, puts him through stuff. And like looking at this, I, it, I like that Joker and, and Batman dynamic. And I, I it was and you can see how Christopher Nolan probably did read this and drew from it to, yeah. to write that, you know, for whatever role he was involved in writing The Dark Knight. And I just feel like Suicide Squad, they were like, we'll hire some some great actors. We'll get the characters and then start shooting. Go. Yeah. Right. And it was like, you know, go over there and be Joker. Now go. I'm filming. Improv. I, yeah, there was no real plan. Like, they had yeah. some images. Like, of course, you've got that image, and I, I forget what it's from, the one with Joker sitting there with all the knives around him. You, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What comic that is, I forget. Which I forget one. the comic yeah, off the top of my there's head. There's a lot but. of great comic images, but the story's not there. Well, he, J- Jared Leto released a picture of him doing the Killing Joke post with the camera. Oh, really? Yeah, like, he, he was... He pat- clearly loves the comics. I just wish they would have incorporated them. Yeah. yeah. So, the, the things they should have done... Because it's funny, because for Harley Quinn, all the tattoos and all that stuff... Works. Yeah. Margot yeah. Robbie makes it work. For him... Yeah, she does. They should have scaled it <laughs> easy. Easy. We're not doing a Harley Quinn episode. Calm down. Not yet. Oh, God. <laughs> that will be in the adult section of the podcast. <laughs> What's poking me? Ronnie! <laughs> but, um... So, they should have dialed back a little bit on his look. Um... What's it? he got pretty jacked for it too? Like mm. he's in good shape. I don't, and that's another thing that which, we, which I think, uh, he, coming off of Dallas Buyers Club because he was emaciated for that. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, and so this one he 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 throws himself into everything that he does yes. physically. I don't think they had a clear enough vision vision of what they wanted, and obviously Suicide Squad went through development hell. Like, Hashtag David yeah. Iyer cut. Yeah, so that that's yep. the next thing. I I would want to see it. I would. Yes. I hate... That's going to be the new thing. Yeah. They're going to make these movies, and then it's going to be a year later, director's cut comes out. I got to say, I don't think we're going to ever see this one, and here's why, because James Gunn will erase the memory of this movie. Yes. You know, with his... The, Hopefully. The Suicide Squad. Hopefully. Knock it, on wood. <laughs> it, already, from what we're seeing from some initial stuff, it looks oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, I totally lost my train of thought, but, you know, it's fine. But Jared Leto. Jer- yes, we're, I know we're talking about Jared Leto, <laughs> but... If they had just dialed back a little bit mm. and they had made the Joker, you're the bad guy. And also... They would have gave him a smile. Yeah. I What I was saying, <laughs> I remember. I don't like the romanticized relationship between him and Harley Quinn. Mm. It's not. It's not supposed it's to be. It is it not is. supposed to be something that anyone aspires to be. It, it yeah. never was. It is a toxic, abusive relationship. Pudding. <laughs> Harley Quinn is... Pudding. Yeah, she's hopelessly devoted to this person that not only tortured her and drove her crazy but then was like get, get away from me like, yeah mm-hmm. some of the best scenes they cut out of him and her like there's a great scene of she's chasing him on a motorcycle and he's like oh my god get yeah. like get this chick away from me yeah and he says a great line it's uh if you weren't so crazy I would think you were insane mm-hmm. like he says that to her and you see some of it in like some of her flashbacks but um it isn't until he like dives into the acid after her. He was just trying to kill her. Like, yeah. oh, this is how you can, you know, be my my girl. Do this. Yeah. Okay, bye. 
I, I hate Jared Leto's Joker, but I would like to have seen that movie done properly without. I think it yeah. could, it could have been good. Yeah. It could have been really I think the good. Studio ruined it. I, I feel like the one of the problems too is like we said at the beginning. It's, we we saw Heath Ledger and we we're like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then you go to this, who is a completely different Joker than we've seen in any iteration. And I think that that's one of the reasons why people don't like it as much because they have this perceived uh, yeah. perception of this is who the Joker's supposed to be, and, and this is that. this is a juggalo sure pimp no or whatever. Joker. And it's like no, 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 no. We want the maniacal. We want the yeah. smile, the paint, and you're just green hair, yeah, and, a, and tattoos and tattoos. And like I, I think that's that to me. I feel like. If he was a regular Joker and acted the way he did, it would improve it, but it's yeah, still bad. Much, yeah. Um, well, apparently, the damage tattoo is also from Batman beating the crap out of him after he kills. A little too on the nose with that one. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff is a little too on the nose, and a lot of this is also stuff like you hear in interviews, and you hear it's not in the movie. Yeah. I would have been, I would have actually liked it better if they had done the Joker in a Batman movie. They should have done a Batman movie before Batman vs. Superman. In all honesty, they should have yeah. done Man of Steel, Batman, Origin. Like, no, they just should have done, they should have done, there was a movie that was missing before Batman vs. Superman. But not in, not a Batman origin. Not a Batman no, no, origin no. story. Okay. Do Batman, I, in, in an ideal world, because I, you know, I, I think about these things because I have nothing better to do apparently. <laughs> they should have done a Batman movie where it's literally, a, it ends with Superman and Zod crashing in Metropolis. Okay. And then the Batman vs. Superman starts with its uh, the opening scene. Because yeah. that's, that's a great Batman scene with him, him running through the smoke yeah. um, in the Battle of Metropolis. It's fantastic. Mm. It should have been something like Bruce, Batman investigating something, something along those lines. Because um, Man of Steel takes place two years before Batman vs. Superman. So something happens at that two years that makes Batman worse. Because um, Alfred says it, he's like, I didn't realize that we were doing this branding thing now. Yeah. So they should have had a Batman movie with Ben Affleck. Give us, give us that taste. Maybe base it off of like the Dark Knight Returns. I see. I don't want a Dark Knight Returns because oh I don't want a gosh. Batman retired. Like I don't mind that they take a lot of homage from Batman, uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Um, even in the Dark Knight Rises, you know, kid, you're here for a show tonight. You know, yeah. he comes out of retirement, all that stuff. Just, they should have had a movie because Ben Affleck. I will say Ben Affleck does a nice job of showing the disillusioned Batman from doing this for so many twenty years. years. Yeah. And and to have a Dark Knight Returns Batman kind of, I would love to see that storyline with Ben Affleck. I think he he could have handled that. Yeah, they they should have had a movie in between with Batman that shows he's getting disillusioned. It ends with him just. And you don't have to make a happy Batman movie. Like, it does not have to happen. Although I would pay to see that, too. No, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is a lot of the Batman movies, with the exception of The Dark Knight, has a happy ending. You don't need a happy ending for Batman. Yeah. Like, they make fun of it in uh, the Lego Batman movie. Mm. Fade to white. Shows <laughs> that the characters have all grown. <laughs> <laughs> Studio executives happy. But we, need, we needed a Batman with a Robin. I would have been okay before. if they had done... A Batman movie that ends with Robin dying. Yeah, because that's what they talk about in there. So, like, it's mentioned. I would have been so happy with it. And that that's what snaps Batman. Because in The Dark Knight Returns, it's because Jason Todd dies that he retires. Yeah. You, you end that movie with him being, oh, I'm going to do good things as Bruce Wayne, as Bruce Wayne. 
then Superman comes flying into town. I would have yeah. loved to have seen an origin film for the giant penny. Oh, yeah, that would have been great. That would have been so funny. <laughs> I loved it. That's a deep cut, everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotcha. I gotcha. Right. But um, I, I am very excited to see what what they're going to do with the Joker in this new Justice League. Because now this is a four-hour movie. This is this is an event. Yeah. It was. They were saying that it was going to be four-hour-long episodes. Oh. Now it is one movie. We'll see. I, I just... I. Justice League is not going to save the world. Justice League is not going to, but <laughs> it could, and it could also be a good example for studios to follow, where let's not cut because we want to cut, right? And they, they will never learn that. But then, no. I, that, but for every Justice League, you've got you know another movie where studios do make a change. You know, like the one of the famous ones. I don't know if, how familiar you two are. Was the movie Fatal Attraction? Yeah. Where at the end, you know, they the studio said, "Well, we think she should come back and burst up out of the." You know, and the filmmakers, Adrian Lynn was like, nah, "I don't know," and that destroyed audiences. They were yeah. freaked out at that. They loved that new ending. So sometimes the studios do know, but I will say, yeah, ninety percent of the time they yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> Or then you get fan four stick. Fan four stick. Oh, God. So, uh, moving right along. Josh, we, hashtag Josh Trank cut. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I'm just, oh, God. And when they uh, finally announce what they're going to do. He's a filmmaker. We're going to need to get his proper vision out there. This is his second movie ever. He doesn't get that. But uh, coming up next, we have Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> what uh, a joy. What a pip and a joy he was. Yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's a hoot. He's a hoot. Any any thoughts, Ronnie? Um, it, it was a nice comedic aspect to Joker that we got to see because you didn't really have one at all. Um, but I, I, he made that movie. He, I think the Joker made Lego Batman what it was. Oh, I'm all for Will Arnett's Batman. I think. Yeah. He, yeah, that's for me. That made that movie. And I don't want to say I told you so, but. but. <laughs> If you remember from then, back then when you were doing the podcast, then I was the one that said, we got to do a Lego Batman podcast. And both of you were like, no, come on. We're not gonna. Yeah. And now you got, I, once you saw it, you're like, oh my God, this is actually one of the best Batman movies we've ever seen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what? The, the thing about the Joker and Batman's relationship in this is they, they pay loving homage to it. And like, oh, they're, they treat they're it frenemies. Like, yeah. They treat them like, uh, like boyfriend and girlfriend kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just say it. I hate you. <laughs> Um, but then, too. like, and then they show it with like Superman and Zod. Like, you know, I, you know, I beat Zod, put him in the Phantom Zone, and now I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, Bane is feeling both so warm funny. and fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I, I love Zalek, Zach Galifianakis to begin with. I think he's a very funny comedic actor. Yeah, um, he literally played himself. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And it's just they, they pay a lot of love to the character in it while still making him goofy and kid friendly. And that's what the Lego movies do best. Yeah. They are able to just here's here's the camp and the fun, but yeah, also but, Yeah, there's some adult skewering in there of the franchise that we, you know, the older generation and the, the comic yeah. book geeks get and appreciate. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's really all I have to say. Yeah, yeah there's not, not too not much so on them. Yeah. Now we get to the main course. So originally this was going to be an episode, and I'm going to vomit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he won an Oscar. Did he? If I have to go through the list of all the people that won Oscars that didn't deserve them, <laughs> I would be here for hours. Yeah, he won. Even. He won Best Actor for this. Did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. What? Okay. So, right, like where, I was saying, off air. Start with this. Where? I, like I was saying, off air. It was an off year. If this was. Just a 
regular movie, right? Regular drama, right? Take out the Joker aspect. Like, don't make him the Joker. Just make him some insane, like, clown, insane kind of person. It would have been a good movie. Meh. I think... I'm sorry. Wait a minute. What... Did you just say what I think you said? If you took him out... No, no. Like, like if you didn't say it was the Joker. Like, yeah. if you just... It was just some random, like, drama movie. Like, artsy Yeah, film. like an artsy kind of film. I think it would be a yeah, see, good I like, film. I liked the movie better when it was called Taxi Driver. <laughs> well done. Well done. So, That's we are talking about... Which I believe about... is the movie you're referring to yeah. where they take out yeah. the Joker. Yes. That's the king of comedy. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> so, this is 2019's... Or, was yeah, 2019's Joker. 2019, okay. Yeah. Uh, with Joaquin Phoenix playing the role of the, the very scary Arthur. Arthur Fleck. Arthur Fleck. So, yeah. So this it was. I'm looking to what he who he was nominated against. It was a weak year. Jonathan Price for the Two Popes. Adam Driver for Marriage Story, which is great, but yeah. again, not you know. And then Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Again, great, but and then Leo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which. Ooh. T- yeah, I gotta say. I think he should have. I think it. in ten years we'll probably we might be looking back fonder on that than we are with Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. All right, so this is this is an Elseworlds story. I think DC would do really well if they just started calling these, you know, DC Elseworlds Joker, DC mm. Elseworlds The Batman, because they're alternative stories. Again, I don't have a problem with alternative stories. Different takes, different interpretations, whatever. But we, I think we all said it at some point, we don't need a background for him. We don't need to know yeah. why he does what he does. He's a mentally hil- a handicapped man. Like, that, that's... Yeah. like. I don't have a problem with bringing attention to certain things like that, especially because this is a product of its time. But it doesn't it's in the actually early '80s, right? But it doesn't actually make any statements about that. It just draws attention to, hey, we're we as a country are not handling the mentally ill well. That's all you have to say. Yeah. I mean, we've we I could show you a dozen other movies that did the same exact thing, but yeah. better and gave you some ideas and solutions. So here are some things that I like. I'm going to start with the like, okay? Because there are, there are some great. I'll stay quiet during. There this. are some good things. No, I'm, I'm, please, I'd love to hear your. No, because I have it. nothing to say. <laughs> I like the idea of the Joker inspiring, um, the clowns. I think that's a good idea, and it, it's happened in the comics, and we've seen it unfortunately in in the real world where, yeah. it's. It's, yeah, it's okay. an interesting. I I like having, that idea. Having come just two weeks ago from America's insurrection, January sixth. Yeah. Yes, so, I can see. I I like that idea where Arthur, who's a nobody, suddenly becomes the the face for this movement and doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And the movement is based off of. I mean, he was just defending himself in this. Yeah. He wasn't like, you know. Against and please remember too, again defending himself on a subway against someone who looked seriously like Donald Trump Jr. I'm just more concerned <laughs> that all three of them knew the words to send in the clowns off the top of their head. That was it. That was the <laughs> But so like he kills at least two the first one he kills in self defense and then he gets vindictive at the end. Yes. But it turns into this social movement where people don't even know yeah. why it really started. So I like that. Um I still love the scene of when he finally puts on the makeup with 12 minutes left in the movie yeah. and the dancing on the stairs oh, the scene, it's iconic and yes. I, you know it's one of the first things we saw of it um, I'm trying to think what else that I liked that I liked about this movie. there was I, one other thing that I liked about this movie I just don't remember I like the fact that 
we didn't need to go huge budget on a superhero film, mm-hmm. yeah. on a comic film. Like, like, cause I think that's the other problem that we've got. And I think Wonder Woman 84 is sort of uh, indicative of that where, you know, you've got a huge budget and that doesn't necessarily mean you, you've got a good, it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, more money doesn't make better films. I mean, this, the budget for this was 55 to 70 million. Yeah. That's really minuscule. It's one of and the fact, box office was over 1 billion. It, it is considered the most profitable comic superhero movie yeah. ever, yeah. which great. That's awesome. I love the concept of, of not having to go big budget with it. I like the idea of, again, you know, that Heath Ledger idea of let's get good actors doing these and Joaquin roles. Phoenix is Joaquin is the, like he's really good, which yeah. I, we might add too that he was supposed to be Dr. Strange. At yeah. one point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then he, he, I think it was that he didn't like the fact that he'd be committed to the films for so many out. Yeah. yeah. A lot of actors are scared of, of the big franchise. Which I get that. That's fine. So. Um, I will say that the shot of him after they pull him out of the cop car and like his mouth's bleeding and he gets up and he takes uh, the blood mm-hmm. and he makes it into the smile. Yeah. Again, great. There's great, some great, stuff. great actor. I'm even choices. okay yes. with the Waynes being killed in that mob. Like yeah. as a result yeah. of all this. Um, cause you know, and like in all honesty, if this was the, the real Joker there, I could see somebody taking up the role years later. Like, yeah. You remember I, that time in the eighties, you know, like I could see all that. right as an influence. I will say, and I know I, I bash this film and I bash him. I will say he does an, a fantastic acting job. Like oh, it absolutely. is Joaquin Phoenix is an yeah. enjoyable actor to watch. If you, if you don't believe me, go and watch the master with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah. uh, where he just plays an absolute creep in that. Um, and he's good at playing creeps. And he, he, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve the, the you know, the Oscar, the but I just yeah. feel like the movie, I, I, you know what? I put the blame on, is Todd Phillips, right? Yes. Yeah. I put the blame on Todd Phillips that, because the guy who did The Hangover is doing this film. Yeah. I, I really would have loved to have seen, like, imagine if the Joker, I know he exec produced, but imagine if he directed it, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. what he would have done differently uh, with this and how great because it, it is definitely Scorsese influence yes. it, it comes from you know as I mentioned Taxi Driver it also comes from the king of comedy yep. um, and even to the point where you've got Robert De Niro playing a talk show host yeah. the same way Jerry Lewis did in that king last of scene with the two of them yeah, oh, that was really good. good but it's that just tension good. and oh the build up there, it, there's some great things executed yeah. but again, it's predictable to me the movie it's it, a, yeah. I knew where it was going it, it just it, I like the thing I liked about it is the realistic aspect of the movie. Yeah, the ground. It could, it could happen. Like, like, yeah, you think about it, it could happen. I mean, it did. He was getting government-funded medication, then mm. that shut down. Now he doesn't get his medication, and that's why he's going crazy. And I think er. that's probably why we like Dark Knight so much, is because that was grounded in realism yeah. too. There wasn't someone swooping out of the sky with you know unending you know strength to help everybody. Not yeah. to knock Superman. I like. No, Superman. no, I, I get it. I got. I but it is nice to see you know, and that, again, going back to the Captain Marvel Superman problem of you know when you have an, a, a character with unlimited abilities and power and strength what kind of a movie are you going to have yeah and so and i do like that but that's also one of the things i liked about batman versus superman is say what you will about jesse eisenberg's lex luther his plan was get rid of superman by getting the only person that he knows would figure out how to beat superman mm. yeah. and you could, you could say batman won he beat superman yeah um how oh, he yeah. was stopped is uh, yeah we're gonna i'm gonna do my full rewrite and see if they'll do the, <laughs> the maglietta cut of uh i just remember 
this this Joker, I, I this is a does, Joker. It doesn't really like, and I, I wonder too how, how time will be to this film if it will warrant, you know, because there yeah. are certain movies where it's like, hey kids, come around, you know, look at what's on television today, yeah. you know, for those of us that's you know, out there that still have cable. Um, <laughs> but I don't think Joker is, is going to be warranting rewatches. See, I, you know what I like to see? I would like to see another like maybe give like five years from now and have Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker in like a Batman movie. No, no, I'm done with him because he doesn't, he, the Joker should, is never, it's always up in the air about whether or not he's a physical match for Batman. Like Batman would sneeze on him. No, uh, Joker holds, Joker can hold his own. As, as Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yeah, there's nothing terrifying If you you say five years from now, Mm. Because he he's got he'll have his little gang with him because he's now getting all these followers and everything. Well, he's locked up at the end of this. He's in Arkham. But and it's the again, Joker. He can easily escape like he always does. If, you don't know if this is all in his head too. Yeah. You know they, they kind of leave it up in the Here, air. Here's the thing though that does worry me about this Joker movie, and and it's also you know I'm sorry to get a little political, but it seemed to be reflective of the times. It's it's sort of spawned a. The people who do because re- I'm thinking about this when I said that oh I don't think it'll warrant very re- many rewatches but you know what the people that have rewatched it several times are frustrated disgruntled 30 40 something white men this is going to be the catcher in the rye of yeah movies. and that worries mm-hmm. me well like, there there was a lot of trepidation when this movie came out they they uh, there was a lot of like people being worried that it was going to incite violence um luckily it didn't you know there, like nothing ever right. happened because of this movie but i can see well that we can trace yeah like yeah. i can see you know you know i i think it's it's not on you know i don't think i'm being too controversial to say that the majority of people that stormed the Capitol last week were middle-aged white males that are frustrated with their lives and i'm not going out on much of a limb by saying no. that because you look at all the pictures and that's almost all that you see and I worry that like the Joker kind of glorifies that a little bit. Yeah, this movie it's going it's to a be a troublesome movie for me. It's going to be interesting to look back at it because I, I tried to rewatch it and I just couldn't sit through it. I, yeah. I could watch like the fun scenes, like the him dancing on the stairs, and even like when he's running from the cops and he uses the rioters to kind of yeah. You know, it's funny too because I remember seeing. They released that scene as like a behind the scenes of him walking out of the train mm-hmm. and he takes off the mask and he puts it down and he walks uh, out yeah, and I it's like the first trailer. About. Like you would think that he actually becomes like a central figure to this revolution, but he doesn't. No, it's incidental. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen in you know, 10, 15 years when we look back on this movie and how we look back on it. Yeah. Uh, was it just a one-off I'm hoping movie? it was more just a reflection of the times and then we can be done with it. But uh, let's see. I think the last things we wanted to talk about, even though Ronnie's hosting. Sorry. I, I <laughs> you got all the notes. I know. I <laughs> um, just two iconic Joker aspects that we would also really enjoy seeing um, on the big screen and seeing new portrayals of. First and foremost is the Jason Todd murder. So in the mid-90s, I want to say it was. Maybe even 80s. 80s or 90s. Jason Todd took over as the second Robin. And at first he was just a carbon copy of Dick Grayson. But then they reworked it where he was not well liked by fans. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was arrogant. He was a jerk. He was he was he was Damian Wayne before it was cool. Yeah, and so <laughs> he was D- cousin Oliver. Cousin Oliver. Oh man, <laughs> he was Richie's older brother from Happy Days. So <laughs> yeah, but um, so the DC decided to 
have a contest, a phone contest, where you could call in and decide the fate of Jason Todd. Yep. Jason Todd was en- ended up getting killed by the Joker, beaten to death with a crowbar, then blown up for good measure. But has recently, uh, maybe in like mid-90s, I think he came back, as the Red Hood. Yeah. Arguably more popular now than he he's yeah. i love jason todd for red hood uh they have him in uh titans i don't know if yep. you guys watch titans yet yep. but um no. he's gonna be red hood this season they're kind of reworking the story oh, really? a little okay. bit yeah i have to oh. catch up I, I saw first season but i didn't see second, second season better in, i, I love first season yeah the first season is really good but melanie and i are i think we're on the last two episodes of season okay. one so um yeah it's, it, he's the costume they released because that's also a tricky costume to do but um he was also done by uh, Jensen Ackles yep. in uh, the animated, and he did a cosplay. Really? Yeah, yeah, Jensen Ackles does yep. it in Batman Under the Red Hood. Those of you who don't know who Jensen Ackles is, you're Supernatural fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just check back on our Supernatural episodes. We did two. It's whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> but um, I'm a I'm a very big fan, and I it's a shame that they never because they they show the bat the the Robin suit in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, it's all graffiti. Yep. It says yep. "Ha ha, jokes on you." But apparently that was supposed to be Dick Grayson. That's the dumbest yeah. thing. I'm I'm sorry. I can't get behind that. No. Zack Snyder, stop it. That, that's they, too much of a liberty to take. Yeah. In the comics, and this is worth Especially it's worth a Google, um, is they <laughs> actually created two panels for what happened to Jason oh, yeah. Todd. They created one where Batman is, you know, very sad and he's dead, and another one where he's going, he's alive, he's okay. And yeah, they voted, and it was a really slim... Yeah, it was very slim. Yeah. yeah. like It, it was, was like, like 51 to 49 yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and he died. They recently did uh, a movie called uh, Death in the Family where it's uh, multiple choice endings, like what happens, like mm. does, if Jason Todd lives, if Jason Todd dies, if this. So I haven't watched it yet, but I, I heard it's very good. and mm. I want to definitely give it a check out. But, uh, and then the other thing we wanted to see, and they're doing this in Titan Season 3 also, is uh, Barbara Gordon's paralysis. Mm. Uh, in, mm. in The Killing Joke, which is arguably the most definitive uh Joker origin type story where in a standalone we yeah, should yeah in a standalone it's it, a lot of it's been brought into the modern continuity though with Barbara Gordon especially yeah um, the movie's terrible if you watch the Killing Joke it the is, animated it is, one it is bad yeah, yeah it's not that great I was I had high hopes yeah, yeah. They, if they took out the first twenty minutes and just made it a short it would have been a oh, lot better that's right I forgot with, about that yeah yeah, yeah. ew um, <laughs> apparently in the animated show like you know the animated series they made a continuity that him and Barbara Gordon also got together. And Joker and Barbara? No, uh, Bruce Wayne. Oh, Bruce Wayne. Wow. And he got her pregnant, and Dick Grayson <laughs> found out, and that's the real reason he stopped being Robin. Oh, yeah. It, it was a whole big... Because they did a... What? Like a comic series continuity. You can never get these timelines right. Yeah, right? right. But um, the Joker in it, he paralyzes Barbara Gordon. Not because he knows that she's Batgirl, just to hurt no. Commissioner Gordon and yeah. prove that it all it takes is one, one, bad, day. one bad day. But um, I think that's really... Uh, all right. Well, then I'll, I'll close with this question. Favorite Joker, not Heath Ledger. Ben Affleck. What? <laughs> I just wanted to see the reactions. What? F- favorite Joker, not... I mean, because we, we would all say Heath Ledger. Yeah. Mark Hamill. Nicholson. Hmm. He's going to say Joaquin Phoenix. No. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> gosh. It's weird that you actually like Jared Leto better than Joaquin Phoenix. He's not your least favorite Joker. Actually, no. I, I would say Jared Leto is my least favorite Joker. O- over Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, e- even though, because I have to say, it's not 
it's not the portrayal it's the movie it's the director and the mm-hmm. script like I, I think they had some great ideas there but I just think that they were too um, derivative yeah I think if they ever do release the uh, the air cut I think your opinion would change the what cut the air the air cut Oh, air cut. Yeah, oh. Suicide Squad. I think you're oh, a Suicide Squad. Because yeah. they've been showing a lot of David like little things. Because now David Ayer's pushing for his cut yeah, to be released. Yeah. And HBO Max would Everybody be dumb. Everybody wants a cut. Well, HBO yep. Max is smart. They are doing Justice League and Wonder Woman 1984. Like, they're not dumb. Oh, yeah. yeah like, they're doing it's, some things, right? It's, giving it's the fans genius. what they want. I don't know if they're marketing themselves very well, but I think they're doing well with that. Well, the it's like, hey, uh, we know our movies suck. But watch this. If we didn't get involved, watch what it could have been. Yeah, if you subscribe, you could watch this for free. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah. So, favorite Joker? Then you asked the question. I know, but I don't. Caesar Romero always makes me happy. I'm gonna go with Caesar Romero. Wow, that's kind of surprising. That is kind of surprising. He's, He's not my favorite. He's 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 you know what? Here's the way I would determine that he's the most fun I have while watching a Joker. Okay. I'm okay. Surprised it's not Nicholson then. Oh, I love Nicholson, but no, it's too late. You can't change. <laughs> uh, well, this was fun. Yeah, gentlemen. That's all my notes. And again, that, thank that's you for notes. always inviting me. I, I thank you for coming. Love doing this. We gotta do. We gotta have you on more often. Mm-hmm. You know, have maybe go from unofficial to maybe like semi-official. Ooh, ooh, do I get a new jacket and everything for that too with my name on it you're lucky you have the good microphone <laughs> poor Ronnie's been holding his for the last hour yeah I think if I take it out of this hand my hand might still be in the same it's position like that it has not moved one bit um, but this has been fun gentlemen yes, thank you um, and this has been it let us know any of your thoughts tell us who your favorite jokers have been maybe who you didn't like which I'm sure we all agreed on at least the last two <laughs> are the worst ones. You're making a face. You don't think the last two we've had were the worst? What, Leto and... Leto and Joaquin Phoenix? I don't think yes. Leto's the worst. Wor- All right, well, maybe that's the question to ask, is who are the worst Jokers? Brett Spiner on Young Justice. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. Yeah, he is pretty yeah. bad. It was right, rough. Let's leave it to, like, who we talked about. No, you, you came at me. That's why I just, I'll come I back at you. you. You don't think... You can't even put that microphone down because it's going to make too much noise. Watch me. Please don't. <laughs> um, but we would love to hear your thoughts on the Joker and anything like that. Uh, Paul, how can they do that? Well, the easiest way is on Facebook. You can find us on the Multiverse Fancast page. You can also go to our website, themisfitfaction.com. If you want to take our podcast on the go, you can listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I believe we are just waiting on confirmation from... Amazon Music slash Audible, um, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. We're just waiting to get confirmation codes from them. So basically, we're taking the world over. Well, I mean, we're down 16%. Oh. Well, you just ruined the fun. But I would love to hear from people who they would like us to do next. Which character? Because, you know, obviously we have characters yeah. like Batman, Superman, Captain America, Iron Man. Yeah. Our, um, our goal is to go DC, Marvel, kind of back and forth. This way we're not heavy on one side. Um, so, yeah, if you guys have a character, let us know who you want us to kind of profile next and talk about um, on our next episode or on any episodes coming up. Um, this has been a blast. I'm Ronnie. I'm Paul. And I'm Rob. And we'll be back in a flash. Bye.